It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 274 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, February 7th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, of course, at WoodleySean. Find the show on Twitter as well at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Locked On Raptors is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke. You can find those all together on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Uh, also, make sure you're checking out the individual shows. Uh, it's it's a really great way to, to sort of get the best perspective on the local stories that are going on with each team. Uh, if you want to hear about Chris Stapp's Porzingis injury, which sucks so much ass, make sure you listen to Locked On Knicks. Uh, the guy who runs NBA Injury Report actually hosts that podcast. Make sure you check that out. Uh, if you want to listen to the other side of last night's Raptors win over the Celtics, which we're going to talk about today, uh, listen to Locked On Celtics with John Corrales and Sam Packard. They recorded this last night. Uh, there's last night, and uh, it's great to get those Celtics, te- Celtics, Celtics tears, uh, the delicious salty Celtics tears uh, in podcast form. So make sure you check that out as well. Uh, lots of great stuff on the network. The Cavs, everything's melting down over there, so I'm sure Chris Manning has some good stuff there. The Warriors and uh, Thunder game last night. Crazy stuff going on in the NBA now. The NBA is kind of taking hold with the NFL finishing up and the Super Bowl on Sunday. So make sure you're catching up. If you are just sort of a fan who maybe doesn't really pay attention until this part of the season, once football is over, make sure you're checking in on all the teams with the local angle on all 30 NBA teams. Um, and you can also find a Locked on Raptors on iTunes. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I've asked you a million times to do it. Please do it. It's very helpful. It makes me uh, feel good. makes me warm inside. makes us move up the rankings. makes us more visible. Uh, so please, I would be very much appreciative of you taking the time to do that. All right. On today's show, uh, I alluded to it. The Raptors kicked the piss out of the Celtics last night. And I talked about it with Vivek Jacob from inside the ACC after the game. 
Uh, apologies for the audio in this one once again. Uh, these ones are a little tricky audio-wise just because there's so much ambient noise all the time at the Air Canada Center, but uh, it's uh, it's listenable as they usually are. Just a heads up, it's going to sound a little different than normal. Um, yeah, we talked about just how it all came together, what the Raptors did to sort of just kind of establish themselves early in the game and not really relent the entire uh, time. They didn't allow the Celtics to do their Celtics thing and come back in the second half, which I think a lot of people were probably expecting at halftime. Uh, just a really solid, one of the better performances by the Raptors all season long maybe the offense wasn't incredible um, they shot 17 to 36 from three but like there was it was a struggle early on in the game because the Celtics defense is excellent but uh, they still ended up with 111 points while shooting 50%. So I guess it's dumb for me to say the offense wasn't great, uh, but it does feel like there's even more capacity for the offense to do great things uh, than what they showed in that game against the Celtics. But still, an, an incredible performance top to bottom. The Celtics played terribly. Um, I'm not sure how much you factor in them playing terribly and how much Kyrie Irving not being 100% might have played a role in this game, but it was uh, a really great performance by the Raptors. Probably one of the top two or three wins of the season for the Raptors so far, and uh, people should be excited about it. It's really fun. And uh, Vivek and I talked about it. We'll get to that in just a second. But I want to tell you about our sponsor for today first. And that, of course, is Draft. Fantasy basketball fans, listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, you got to try my new favorite app. And that is Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On a draft, you play real-life snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. And here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. There's no trades, no waiver wire. Draft will send you a notification if someone's hurt and you got to replace a guy with an injury replacement at the last minute. Drafts start every couple minutes so you can join one right now. And the best part is you play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start just $1, so there's a draft for everybody. There's no salary caps. You play in a real live snake draft just like you play with your friends in a season-long league and you're not worrying about injuries. If you know, I mean, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, again, it sucks. If you're in a fantasy basketball league and you have Chris Stapps, like your season is ruined right now. In draft, it's a one-night thing, so it's not going to kill you and you can come back at it with a different team the next night. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want to do. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code first, and the promo code is LORAPTORS, as in Locked on Raptors, all one word. That's right, you play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LORAPTORS on your first deposit on Draft. When you make your deposit, you get the promo code. You'll be able to join a, a game for free. Join me. I host games all the time. It's on Wednesday. It's Draft Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can join the game that I host. You follow me on there, Locked On Sean. It's damn easy to do, and you'll see the league I'm hosting. You can come on in. It's a great time, and uh, you can take my money because I'm not very good at it. Either way, uh, use the promo code LORAPTORS on Draft. See me on there today. Draft Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow all the hosts. Follow all your Locked On Jazz, Locked On Clippers. Uh, Rain and Jam, I think, is the one for the Locked On Celtics podcast, if you want to dunk on those guys again. It's great. Uh, so see you on Draft today, and uh, thanks to Draft for sponsoring the show. All right, let's get to the conversation now with our boy Vivek Jacob, your friend and mine, uh, from inside the Air Canada Center after the Raptors' 111-91 win over the Celtics. We'll be back again on Thursday with another episode. Uh, probably will be like a trade deadline recap kind of thing. Um, not, I won't touch too much on the Knicks game because 
that's going to be a depressing affair, most likely. Uh, maybe I'll do something Friday recapping the game. I won't really preview it, but uh, we'll do like a trade deadline, sort of how the East has changed, uh, how the Raptors' outlook has changed. Maybe the Raptors make a last-minute trade. Who knows? Pull a P.J. Tucker like they did last season. Um, I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, I actually wrote, or no, never mind. I did a podcast about this yesterday. I'm an idiot. Listen to that podcast if you want a trade, le- trade deadline preview uh, in which I say all the reasons why the Raptors aren't going to do anything, but um, you can still listen to that, and then I'll have a recap podcast tomorrow talking about all that happened on trade deadline day uh it's kind of crazy that it's here this soon but man it's uh, it's exciting hopefully some stuff happens hopefully the celtics and Cavs don't load up too much that would be a bummer but hey uh the raptors are really good and the fact that they're in the position to not really have to make a trade is a very nice thing anyway here's the conversation with vivek we'll talk to you again on thursday and have a good one everybody cheers we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your job more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to uh, another episode of Locked on Raptors from deep inside the ACC following another Raptors win yep. once again with our pal Vivek Jacob. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Big win. Can't complain. Yeah. Uh, there's hardly anything you could really pick at. Yeah. So. <laughs> so the Raptors win 111-91 over the Celtics. Uh, really a start-to-finish type of game. They were up like 19-11 early. Uh, the Celtics, they kind of hung around for a bit of the first quarter. I think they got it to within four at the end of the first. But yep. second quarter was 36-19 Raptors. The second unit absolutely blitzed the Celtics. And that was kind of it. There wasn't a whole lot to this game. Uh, after that, it was one of those games that the Raptors have had quite a bit this season where they get out by a ton and it just never really feels in jeopardy. Um, and you, it kind of felt different going into the second half because the Celtics have been this great comeback team. Of course, they came back against the, the Blazers on Sunday. Uh, not an easy team to come back against. One of the better defenses in the league, the, the Blazers are. And they made that comeback from down 16. Uh, there was that graphic that they tweeted out the, all of their 17 biggest deficits, deficits this season. They're like 10-7 and seven in those games. Uh, they managed to come back. But... There's a difference between coming back against the Raptors and coming back against the Hawks or the Magic. And I think the Raptors kind of showed tonight that they're kind of a different beast, that the Celtics, like at least, I mean, I'm not saying like this means the Raptors are better than the Celtics or anything like that. I mean, all the numbers and the, the point differential and all that stuff has suggested that all season long. But uh, like this was a really promising sign. And I, I think there are reasons why you could say maybe the Celtics will be better next time out. I mean, they're, they're, they didn't really get much in terms of offense from like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown today. Uh, the, the whole starting five actually was pretty quiet in this one. Yeah. And like the first quarter, I don't know what it was. The Celtics were just taking weird shots. And maybe this is just the fact that they're not a great offense, but it felt like Al Horford settled for like a, a long mid-range jumper. You had Marcus Morris like ISO on Serge Ibaka and pull up for an ISO jumper. Uh, Jason Tatum had like a wide open run to the rim and decided to pull up for a Terrence Ross too. Uh, it, it was just kind of a strange game from them. I'm not sure if the Raptors offense just disrupted them that much. Like what did you see from the Raptors to sort of put the Celtics offense off balance early? I think a lot of it from the Celtics point of view, I think came down to respect. I think just the way uh, they played the game, you could see anytime they got an open look, it was like, okay, take this. We're probably not going to get anything better, Yeah. you know? And so I think that had a lot to do with it. You look at the way Kyle came out and really set the tone. Um, and this is something I was wondering too, you know, just with the way Kyle played and DeLon and Freddie, you know, them just attacking nonstop, whether there was a concerted effort there, you know, being mindful that it's Kyrie's first game back from that quad injury yeah. to really have a go at him. 
And then you look at the Celtics, you know, Brad Stevens before the game saying that, you know, the Raptors bench unit is possibly his favorite unit to watch, yeah. just the way they play. And so you could see a respect from that standpoint as well with Kyrie starting the second quarter with the bench uh, to give them someone to go to against the Raptors bench unit. But that didn't make a difference either. Yeah. And again, you know, that starts with DeLon and Freddie really going at him. Um, because usually that's something the Raptors bench unit does struggle with, you know, the half-court scoring. When they're able to get out in transition, they've got no issues whatsoever because they've got guys like Siakam that can run the floor and you can catch C.J. Miles in transition, uh, you know, for a three. So um, I think the half-court uh, offense was really impressive, the way they were able to break down the Celtics. Uh, and then defensively, you know, like you mentioned, the the Celtics were a bit discombobulated, yeah. uh, but um, you know they really got in the passing lanes. You saw DeRozan do it several times as well, where they were DeRozan's anticipating. Defense was awesome in this yeah. game. Yeah, and they were really anticipating the passes, picking picking them off, and setting up some easy scoring opportunities. Honestly, if you take some of the Kyle had a great shooting night. Yeah. I mean, but he probably could have made two or three more of those threes. Yeah. Um, and then you know Raptors kind of messed up a little bit on the fast break a couple of times as well so I mean there was a point where I was looking up at the score and I was like if the Raptors made the most of those opportunities they probably would have dropped 100 in the first three quarters <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think it was like a significantly great start from the Raptors either especially offensively like the Celtics defense is excellent like yeah. the number one defense in the league for a reason they're the only team with a sub 100 defensive rating they really uh, got into Rosen space yeah the, DeRozan really struggled early on it seemed like the entire team was a little bit jittery like I'm not saying they were like nervous or anything but the Celtics make you do that they they're all over you they, they switch a ton they don't give you any space um, and it really seemed like they were you know they're forcing like Serge Ibaka to make decisions with the ball Jonas Valanciunas putting the ball on the floor a little bit uh, and in those situations they looked a little wonky Jonas's touch seemed a little off tonight um, and yeah he was missing a few of those chances yeah. that usually just a little update on Jonas he uh, kind of went down I think in the third quarter going up for a rebound and he came back down he left the game didn't come back uh, he was. He didn't leave the bench or anything. And no. after the he game, he didn't need to come. Yeah. Back. After the day, after the game, Dwayne Casey said that. Uh, you know, he, he said he could have gone back in. Obviously, he didn't need to. So that's good. So here's hoping Jonas is okay. Uh, Raptors don't play until Thursday. So I guess we'll see what happens then against the Knicks on, on Thursday. But um, yeah, I, I thought like it was kind of interesting because the Raptors played incredibly well in this game. But I thought Jonas and Serge played their worst games respectively in a mm -hmm. while. Serge kind of seemed like. A little tipsy out there at times. Like, <laughs> the the, 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 weird, the weird travel, the sure. yeah. The weird travels, just sort of the strange shot, shot selection from him. And then Jonas's offense, like I said, was kind of not there. Uh, he got burned a little bit. You know, kind of the thing that has burned Jonas in the past, where you know a shooting point guard will kind of toy with him in that in between space uh, in the pick and roll, and it's like, all right, are you going to come up to you know guard me on a shot, or am I going to sort of kind of floater over you, over you? Kyrie kind of took advantage of him there a couple times, but uh, no, it didn't matter because Yaka Pertle and Pascal Siakam came in and just blocked everything. Yeah. Uh, what did you see from those guys? Uh, you know, this was a game where, I, like, the, the big matchup is interesting with the Celtics. And I thought it was interesting that they started Aaron Baines um, because, like, there has been in the past a chance, you know, they, they've gotten killed on the boards the Celtics have against the Raptors. But, you know, they also have sort of forced the Raptors to switch up a little bit by playing Horford at center uh, and maybe forcing them into a smaller look. Uh, are you surprised at all that the Celtics stayed big the entire game pretty much? Um, not entirely. I think some of that just had to do with Marcus Morris's health. Um, yeah. You know, you, you look at the lack of overall depth that they have right now at the guard position with Marcus Smart out. Yeah. Um, and Kyrie just coming back as well. So I think and no Greg Monroe, Monroe yet. So. Exactly. Yeah. So I think some of the, uh, some of that played into it. Uh, and Stevens is, you know, 
hands were kind of tied in terms of the matchups that he possibly could go to, you know, in the playoffs or even later when these two teams meet, you know, in March. Uh, so I think uh, from that standpoint, I think it'll be very interesting to see if Brad Stevens does force Casey's hand by starting, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Morris in the play uh, playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you know, because then you got to think about what you want to do with Ibaka and JV. Yeah. Uh, and kind of saw that in the Milwaukee series when uh, Milwaukee was small with, yeah. you know, sort of Snell and... Um, Giannis essentially playing five, yeah. Exactly. So uh, those are things that, you know, you worry about maybe on another night. But for yeah. now, you know, the matchups are what they were and it played right into the Raptors' hands. You know, yeah. they were able to go big and then you look at how athletic uh, and mobile, you know, Siakam and Pirtle are and, you know, they were able to take full advantage. It didn't matter, you know, whether they were defending the perimeter, if they were had to catch up with the, you know, the guards uh, off the pick and roll, they're perfectly adept at doing those things. Yeah. So um, I thought it was a great night uh, for those two bigs and even even with Jonas, you know, just looking back because I was re-watching uh, the game in Boston. Yeah. Uh, Jonas did a much better job on Baines uh, tonight uh, than he did that night. Yeah. And I thought it was sort of ironic where, uh, looking back at that game, the Raptors had to turn to Noguera early in that game and got some good minutes out of him. Mm -hmm. But now in this in this one, uh, <laughs> Noguera ends up being a bit of a victory cigar. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, and then you look at the other thing you look at that was a factor. Uh, tonight that wasn't really there. Uh, the last time these two teams faced each other was the fact that Fred VanVleet was still struggling. Yeah. Back then. Not so uh, much anymore. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. And so that's another factor that the Celtics have to deal with that seemingly no team really has an answer for right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and when Kyle's playing the way he is, you know, yes. he's, I, I, there were several tweets along these lines. The Raptors had the best three point guards on the on the court. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, again, it starts with Kyle with the way he set the tone, uh, making his shot, uh, pushing the ball every opportunity he got. Uh, and again, we saw, you know, those plays when he's defending in the low post and still able to hold his own. Uh, those are, you know, probably one of my favorite plays to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Or the rebounds over seven-foot giants. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, you know, uh, a lot of times, as good as DeMar is, as Kyle goes, the Raptors will go. And when he has yeah. a night like this, it's just... It's just tough to beat them. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You you need indeed yeah uh like the depth thing is interesting um and like so it's great to be excited about this game and like i said i don't think this is like indicative of the disparity between these two teams i think these are much closer teams i wasn't expecting a blow tonight by any means and the raptors aren't going to shoot 17 of 36 every game uh from deep you know they shot what five for 50 on sunday against the grizzlies like that's going to be high variance that's going to be volatile um so you're not going to have a night like they had tonight all the time but um, I do think the one thing that you can kind of count on, and this could change with the trade deadline coming up on Thursday, the Raptors are just a deeper team than the Celtics, and it's not particularly close. I mean, after Marcus Morris, you're getting into the Daniel Tice and the semi Ojales of the, of the world, and like those just aren't guys you want to have as your eighth and ninth guys on your team. Um, obviously, Marcus Smart's unhealthy, but like in the playoffs, he becomes kind of a liability because he's such a bad shooter, um, and you know it, it's sort of hard to like for. Uh, 
the Greg Monroe thing is going to help, of course. Um, obviously, he has his own limitations, and I'm not sure how much he actually will help when it comes to you know meaningful playoff basketball. But he'll be useful in the regular season at least. Um, and I just do. You, how much stock do you put into the Raptors having a significant depth advantage? Because obviously that matters a little bit less in the playoffs, but. I think the way the Raptors are playing, like you can kind of sell yourself on. Maybe they're not playing twelve guys in each game, but like there are nine different guys you can go to in a certain game, and then in the next game you can kind of sub those guys out if, if something's working or not working. You can kind of cycle through guys. It doesn't have to be a set nine-man rotation. They can use all twelve guys, just use fewer. Like, you can just be pared down on a per game, per by case by case basis. Like how much stock do you put into how much the Raptors have a depth advantage, and like do you think that matters at all when it comes to playoff basketball? I think it matters as much as Casey wants it to matter. Yeah. You know, when it comes down to the playoffs, you know, is he willing to trust an all-bench unit? You know, those 32 minutes a game that Kyle is playing right now, does that bump up to 36, 37, 38? And, and they now, blitzed the hell out of the Kyrie Irving-led unit that was they were up against in the second quarter, by the way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, you know, as other teams play their starters more yeah. in the playoffs, are, are you going to see Casey uh, being forced to play, you know, Kyle and Rosen more? And does that mean less time for, you know, Fred VanVleet or DeLon Wright? Or whoever it may be, you know, do they, does he turn to a three-point guard lineup in yeah. that case? You know, uh, I guess it entirely depends on what he's getting out of Norman Powell and C.J. Miles at the time. You know, we we saw Norman Powell fall out of the rotation uh, today, mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be. A, and if C.J. Sh shoots the ball the way he did today, then he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen that consistency this season, and I think this is the point that I was bringing up. Earlier just before we started this as well. The advantage the Raptors have um, with their young guys is the fact that they're not really asking them to do too much. Yeah. You know, uh, the roles that they're being asked to play, they're you know very much role-playing roles. Uh, and, and it's more of a cohesive unit than it is one guy sort of having to carry the load, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you look at it in terms of the way they're able to apply pressure on both ends, you know, it's really hard for a defense to react because there is so much randomness to what they do, mm -hmm. right? There, it's, it's not, you know, say for example, when the starters are in there, you know you're gonna get a high pick and roll, you know you're gonna try and stop the Rosen first and Lowry and go from there. Yeah. But there isn't that sort of hierarchy with the bench unit. Yeah. You know, it's just sort of whoever can get the best shot. And that's really tough to defend when you don't really have a predicated order of, you know, who you're going to try and shut down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you look at Boston on the flip side, uh, against the elite teams anyway, they need guys like Tatum, Jalen Brown to really step up and be more than just role players. Yeah. And in the playoffs, that's hard to expect from young guys that are just, you know, still very much wet, yeah. learning the game. Yeah. So I think that's the advantage the Raptors would have in the postseason uh, in terms of comparing the young guys and not having uh, too many expectations set of their own young guys versus the Celtics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just a question of, you know, how much Casey trusts uh, those young guys in the postseason. Yeah, this was, a, this was a fun game. I think the, there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Raptors fan based on what happened here matchup-wise. Uh, obviously, still a long time to go. They're one game back now from the number one seed. That's going to be huge, although the Cavs just screwing around and toying with everyone's emotions with their seeding is going to be, I think, a miserable thing to watch for the remainder of the season because uh, no one wants to end up like stuck with them in like, a 2-7 first-round series if they keep playing like garbage like they did tonight. Uh, they were up 21 on the Magic and end up losing by 18 
Uh, get outscored 61-35 in the second half, or something, or 65-31, or something absurd like that. Uh, yeah, I don't care how much turmoil there is. You do not want to see LeBron James no. in the first round of the playoffs. And like, hey, maybe <laughs> like LeBron just checks out. Maybe he pulls the 2010 Cavs thing and just completely checks out. Who right. knows? But uh, that like that's not a bet I want to take. But either way, you look at just like the the chase for the one seed. Like I'm not saying the Raptors are the, the favorite by any means right now. Uh, I think the Raptors still do have a more favorable schedule. The Celtics have to go on the road still quite a bit. They have a bunch of West Road games still to go. Uh, and there's two more games against the Raptors that are going to be very telling. I, the big fear, I guess, is that this trade goes in and out and inspires Danny Ainge to drop a first-round pick to bring in like an actual upgrade to the team that could potentially change the calculus a little bit. But and as it stands right now, I think the Raptors look pretty good against the Celtics. Again, it's easy to really get like run away with like the saltiness and like the the, the constant stream of easy jokes that come when when the Raptors kick the ass of the, Cel- the Celtics like this. But uh, like this is far from being like a decided matchup or anything like that and I think it's no. going to be fascinating to see how it goes for the rest of the season. I think more than anything you saw tonight just how important home court can be. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's just a comfort zone that the Raptors are How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Cameos are always good. Uh, <laughs> shouts to Eric Smith. Uh, carry yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think you just you saw how important uh, home court can be for the Raptors. You know, you look at them, where are they, 21-4? and 22-4 22-4. and yeah. So, you know, you look at the way that game went down in Boston. You know, those when a game comes down to those final few possessions, you know, the home crowd can make a big difference. And, you know, a game like this, you know, where, you know, the young guys are having fun, it's so much easier for the crowd to get into, you know. And, you know, it's kind of deflating for the opposition as well. Yeah. It makes it that much harder for a team that's sort of become renowned for their comebacks this season to gain any kind of momentum. Yeah, it so. felt pretty early into that second half like the Celtics just weren't going to do it. It's, yeah. It seemed like they were, like it almost felt like they were resigned to the fact that this was not happening this time around. Yeah. Which is an impressive thing to inst- like an impressive feeling to force upon a team like the Celtics that prides themselves on being tryhards. So, uh, yeah, totally impressive up and down the board. Uh, maybe the most exciting thing about tonight's game, Kyle Lowry played 25 minutes, was the best player on the floor, and the Raptors won by 20. He didn't play the entire fourth quarter. Jamar just played 29 minutes as well. Fred Van Vliet led the team in minutes. Like, that is, uh, I mean, he was a plus 17. He was, like, a plus 30 at one point. But, um, yeah, impressive up and down the uh, up and down the board for the Raptors. And uh, I guess we'll see going forward. It would be nice if the Raptors could like, string together some wins right now to kind of keep pace with the Celtics because the Celtics keep winning games against teams that they keep going down 15-2 at halftime. Uh, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Yep. The Raptors keep having these like weird letdown games, like that Wizards game, uh, just a few games started here. They haven't you know, put together a streak of wins right sure. in, in a little while here. So maybe with a bit of a light schedule coming up, they got the Knicks and then like the Hornets. Uh, maybe they can kind of string something together here. I think they'll be pretty useful in terms of that one-seed race. And like they don't say it, and like Dwayne Casey was super like, oh, this is a 1-82, of whatever, the same thing that happened after that Cavs game. But um, like... This was a big game for that, and I think you can kind of see you can. It's it matters more than I think they're letting on. Probably, uh, like this is an important win, and uh, it'd be nice to sort of use this as a jumping off point to get some more in a row. Uh, Vivek, we're gonna wrap that up here. Uh, you're sitting here ready to head home, so I'm not gonna keep you anymore. <laughs> uh, thanks for for coming on. What do you want to plug right now? Uh, plug. I'll have something up for Raptors Republic uh, and North Pole Hoops tomorrow morning. So. Uh, look out for that. You can follow me on Twitter at Vivek M. Jacob and look out for the rest of my stuff on there as well. Yep. Uh, you'll also be competing in the Lockdown Raptors Trivia Tournament pretty soon. We'll have to get that Absolutely, set up. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, 
there's been some big upsets for the I've, media I've folks. I've been noticing so. the bracket. Yeah, yeah I'm a little intimidated. It's, it's now. a very busted bracket, <laughs> so we'll see how you stack up uh, in the coming days, whether it's this weekend or next weekend. You'll get on there soon. Uh, until then, you can follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. Follow the show at Locked On Raptors. Leave a rating, leave a review, all that good stuff that I ask you to do all the time on the podcast. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.